Podcasters Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. In my darkness, set me free. And I hear the Spirit calling me. Hello, this is Pastor Shane Eidelman of Westside Christian Fellowship. Because pastoring can be difficult, challenging, and exhausting, Pastors Unplugged is specifically designed to encourage those in pastoral ministry. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pastors Unplugged. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Pastors Unplugged. This is a little bit different than Idleman Unplugged because we hit topics that are more uh, pastoral re- related or related to pastoral ministry. I'm also down here on location in Coronado, San Diego at an event and uh, I'm filming this <clears throat> here in one of these um, side rooms. So you might hear people talking or, or walking by. I'm trying to stay quiet if I can, though. But anyway, the title is America Weak and Woke. We need more prophets, not puppets. Not puppets. And I'm going to actually read from an article I wrote. And you, if you like this information, you want more, uh, you can kind of grab the notes, basically. Just search at shaneidleman.com for America, weak and woke. We need more prophets, not puppets. And so I wrote in a recent documentary, and I actually want everyone to check this out. It's a fasting journey documentary I did. You can go to my YouTube channel and just put in, you know, Pastor Shane Eidelman fasting documentary, and it should come up. I discussed the rapid decline of America and the desperate need for serious prayer and fasting. To say that we are at a crossroads is an understatement. We are actually in the crosshairs. This is an urgent call to the pulpits of America. America's lukewarm temperature is caused by a lack of fire in the pulpit and apathy in the pew. And Leonard Ravenhill said, we need more prophets in our pulpits and less puppets. And that's where I got this title from. And actually that same cry goes out today. I don't know when he said it, but I'm pretty sure it was, you know, 40 years ago or so. Uh, and we simply cannot remain silent. Is saving America the mission of the church? Let's think about that for a minute. Let me sit back a little bit. Is um, is saving America the mission of the church? Well, CNN recently released an article quoting Pastor Andy Stanley, who said, saving America is not the mission of the church. Now, I don't know Pastor Stanley, nor do I know his heart, but he highlights a very real dilemma in our nation. That dilemma is prophetic voices who lack humility. In short, many bold preachers don't weep before they whip. That also comes from Raven Hill. You know, but granted, balancing uh, love and being a shepherd to people with anger, righteous anger, righteous indignation over the condition of our nation, families, and the churches is a very, very hard balance to find. Uh, you, you, you just see what's going on and you've got to, you just really become bold. And a lot of these guys are not bold. And so I think they're taken back by the boldness of some. And I'm going to get into that in a minute though. But people who say things like saving America is not the mission of the church often use this phrase to justify their silence on important issues. Now, let me say up front, is saving America the mission of the church? Absolutely not. This is That's a no-brainer. But the reason they say these things is 
uh, is to justify their silence on important issues. Biblical spe- biblically speaking, it's impossible to be non-confrontational to a culture hell-bent on rejecting God. We cannot be unhitched from God's word. No pun intended there, because Andy Stanley once said we need to be unhitched from the Old Testament. It says some very controversial things that are uh, just not wise here. So what's happening is, of course, the church shouldn't focus on saving America. Um, but can't we desire godly leaders? Uh, shouldn't we want godly laws that align with God's word? And shouldn't we not be uh, feel shame for it? Uh, shouldn't we want to protect our nation and our border borders and our children without being chastised? You know, shouldn't we be a voice to those who have no voice? Uh, shouldn't we try to stop the slaughtering of the innocent? So here's the problem, uh, the dilemma that Pastor Stanley and others face is they cannot have their cake and eat it. Two, let me say this to liberal pastors out there. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you're going to stand for God's word in this culture, you will not be liked by everyone. Get over it. Understand it comes with your calling. So when a lot of people stand up for righteousness, we want godly legislation. Yeah, we might not agree with some of the the leaders per se, but what kind of of nation are they leaving for our children? And so when we do that, people say, oh, you're putting the nation above people. What they're really saying is, I'm hoping I can preach in such a way that it won't offend anyone. I want to preach in such a way that neither Republicans or Democrats or independents are offended. I want to preach in such a way that those who don't have a relationship with God are never convicted or offended. I don't want to upset anybody. I just want to smile and love. And that's that's a motivational speaker. That's not pastoring. I can tell you that much right now. Um, and so that's the dilemma. And what's funny is they'll, they'll cloak it with that. They'll kind of hide it with that. Well, we, sh- we shouldn't, our mission isn't politics. Our mission isn't, isn't for America. Okay. I got it, but we have to stand up for the things that God would want us to stand up for. And, um, you know, we can't avoid controversial topics in the hopes of not offending anyone. Watering down difficult topics is exactly why America is drowning in a cesspool of moral relativism. And CNN quotes Stanley because in their eyes, he supports their false narrative. You won't find secular news outlets quoting and supporting bold preachers. Why? Because bold, Christ-centered, truth-elevating preaches, preacher, I'm sorry, preaching exposes and dismantles their agenda. So if the secular news outlets are on your side, are you sure that you're on the right side? Woke and weak won't awaken America. My goal isn't to divide the body of Christ, but to convict it. I don't have a a beef with Pastor Anley Stanley, believe it or not. I'm sure he's a great guy. But if a Christian leader says controversial things that need to be lovingly challenged, we have a biblical mandate to do that. As long as our attitude isn't prideful and arrogant, want to go get them, want to bash them, want to cause disunity. But a lot of us are fed up. Um, we're just, we're, we're fed up, uh, because the silent pulpit that seems, uh, the, the, the silent pulpit that isn't talking about important things, they seem more comfortable when they slam the bold saints rather than confront the blatant sinners. And that's what's alarming. So that's what's happening. They're trying to, to use words like nationalism, um, 
and uh, love of country. And the, you know, those terms that are coming out there that, that if you're too patriotic, if you love America, if you're a nationalist or a Christian Zionist or all these terms, basically they're just trying to silence you from saying the things they don't agree with. They, they want you to, if you look at liberal, I mean, you look at some of the, I mean, the top 10 largest churches in the nation, I haven't looked late, lately, but I'm pretty sure you're not hearing repentance and um, the, the blood of Christ and sin and redemption and judgment and godly legislation, godly desires, exposing the, the unfruitful works of darkness, uh, you're, you're, you're probably hearing feel good, tickle my ear messages. And again, I'm not saying that trying to, to, to cause division. I'm just speaking the truth and love. And we are in the pickle that we are in. How can you whether it's Stanley or whoever, how can you say nothing about the transgenderism that's being pushed down the throats of our children or drag queens having these, these or abortion? How can you say nothing? You see, I have a concern that these people, many of them aren't pastors, they're appeasers because a pastor is spending a lot of time with God, broken and humble and praying and fasting and out of that that deep reservoir of the of the time spent with God there's a boldness that wants to confront the evil and challenge uh, this ungodly uh, legislation and things that are going on. Now yes, I got it. you got to be careful like I always say, the truth offends, but our attitude shouldn't. So we should, you know, have a smaller face when possible, love and listen and hear and not demean. Uh, but at the same time, I, I can't find any scriptural support. I can't even find support in my own quiet time with the Lord on just being quiet and passive. It, it just makes no sense to me. Um, and this whole, this word woke, a person who is considered woke prides themselves on being extra sensitive and aware of racial and social discrimination and injustice. Now, here's why this is tricky. Um, this isn't necessarily bad, right? Shouldn't we be sensitive and aware when discrimination is taking place? Absolutely. But it all depends on the motive of the person using the phrase. Also depends on the heart of the person. If we, if I have to repent of my skin color. Uh, if I, I don't like law enforcement or our military and I disdain America and I support sexual perversion by my silence, all under the banner of wokeness, uh, we're in deep trouble. Uh, if we won't preach because someone in our audience on the other side of the political spectrum might get offended, again, we are not pastors. We are appeasers. See, that's the problem. So, you know, again, I can't speak for Andy. I'm sure he's a great guy. We could probably have lunch together. You know, but these, these, what these guys say really upsets me. And I know millions of, of, of people out there in America. And what they're doing with liberal churches in my area get the same thing. Here's what's happening from my perspective. They're not bold. They're not challenging the cultural norms. They're not fighting for biblical principles. They're not exposing them fruitful darks of works of darkness. And because they're not, they have to put down those of us who are because it makes pastors look bad if they're not contending for truth. And not so it's like, well, they're just putting love of country first. Uh, they, they're, they're the Trump worshiping, uh, the nationalism, white supremacy, all this garbage. It's just nothing but lies. And so that's their smokescreen. They can't come out and say, 
Yeah, I need some time in the prayer closet. I need to take a sabbatical. I need to be broken before God. I need to be filled with the Spirit of God so I can speak boldly to this culture in my congregation. I might lose some members, uh, but I want to please God instead of man. And so instead of owning their um, flawed view in this area, their flawed theology, their lack of boldness, their lack of the filling of the Holy Spirit, they have to put down people like myself and other bold pastors uh, because there's a conviction. They, 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 they don't like us. That's the bottom line. Now, with that said, there are a lot of bull pastors who are just arrogant and screaming in the microphone and just saying just God awful things <laughs> and just, just mean spirited and, and just calling people out in the wrong way. And see, that's what's giving us a bad name uh, as well. And so we have to own it. We make mistakes, you know, fell prophecies. They need to own it, failed. They're at, say, hey, I've been arrogant. I've been mean-spirited. I need to work on this. And, and But you still hold for, to the biblical truth. You still hold for those, those areas of biblical doctrine that are so important. Uh, love of country over love of people. Love of country shouldn't take precedence over love of people. But doesn't loving people also mean loving the country in which they live? What many are really saying is, if you vote for a mean tweeting president, care about God-given freedoms, and talk about hot-button issues, you don't love people. Uh, with all due respect, that's simply not true. That's actually, um, that's a lie from the pit of hell. We actually love people. We love our children and our grandchildren. We see the mess that we are leaving, and um, and we have to call it out. That's just the way it is. Uh, is it? E I mean, is it even possible for Christians to embrace a political party without hurting the feelings of the other party? No, get over it. No, no, no. You can't stop trying to please men and stop trying to start trying to please God. And that's the dilemma of many liberal pastors. Instead of asking, um, instead of asking, how can we not offend others? They should be asking, are we offending God by our silence? <coughs> There must appear a new type of preacher. I love this quote from A.W. Tozer. If Christianity is to receive a rejuvenation, it must be by other means than what are now being used. There must appear a new type of preacher. Tozer continues. Now, remember, this was probably written 60 years ago. The proper rule of the synagogue type will never do. Neither will the priestly type of man who carries out his duties takes his pay and asks no no questions, nor with a smooth-talking pastoral type who knows how to make the Christian religion acceptable to everyone. That won't fly as well. All of these have been tried and found wanting. He concludes, such a man, the man we need in these dire times, is likely to be lean, rugged, blunt-spoken, and a little bit angry with the world. <laughs> he will love Christ and the souls of men to the point of willingness to die for the glory of the one and the salvation of the other. But he will fear nothing that breathes with mortal breath. God, give us more prophets and less puppets. Appeasement and exercise in futility. Again, I'm reading from my article, the title of the article is, let me see if I can scroll up again, America, weak and woke. We need more profits, not puppets. So you can put that in your uh, in the search bar in shaneidleman.com and that should come up. Weak and woke, America, weak and woke. We need more profits, not pup puppets. 
And the next uh, subtitle here, appeasement, an exercise in futility. So those who have been called to preach will confront compromise. We will. They will condemn moral digression. We will. And they will powerfully denounce sin in the hope of reconciling man to God. The world despises them because they challenge the sin that the world enjoys. But trying to please a Christ-rejecting world is an exercise in futility. And that's what many liberal pastors don't understand. Yes, we should be nice to people, love them, listen to them, be relatable, encourage them, be there for them. But you can't please a Christ-rejecting world. It's an exercise in futility. How how can I try to please people that are directly and diametrically opposed to me and my worldview and the word of God? How can you please those people? Again, you get, oh, don't, don't, don't let me get started. Although ruffling feathers is not our goal, we will step on toes from time to time when we speak the truth in love. This can't always be avoided, nor should it be. Weak and woke won't turn America around, but neither will pride and arrogance. Speaking the heart of God flows from a reservoir of brokenness and time spent with him. So I want to stop and ask, how are you doing this area? If you're on the right or the left or liberal or conservative, how are you doing in this area? Are you truly spending time with the Father in the prayer closet, broken and humble, laying out bare before him so he can fill you with the Spirit? Because this that would fix all these problems. Uh, you know, there wouldn't be all this division with liberal and conservative. Now, some conservative bold pastors would be more humble, and some quiet, silent pastors would be more bold. We'd we'd find that middle ground and appreciate, you know, our, our different callings. Not everyone has to have my calling, and I don't want to have the 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 other calling of other people. God gives us uh, certain callings and giftings, but we all have to have boldness because that's a characteristic. It's a fruit of the spirit. So whether you're on the right or the left, you must be on the right side of God's word. And to close, let me say this. We need more men like the Old Testament prophet Micaiah. Micaiah, who said, as surely, as surely as the Lord lives, I will speak whatever the Lord tells me. First Kings 22, 14. As surely as the Lord lives, I will speak whatever the Lord tells me. And see, that's the problem. Um, bold pastors Conservative pastors, if we're not careful, can become very prideful. And we're really not saying what God is telling us in the silent place of the closet, prayer closet. We're, we're in your face. We're arrogant. We're upset. And uh, we're, we're preaching out of anger and frustration. And that's not good. It's, it's, we're, we're saying maybe some things that the Lord isn't saying. Now, on the flip side, that I would submit to you is, if not equally, uh, damaging, far more damaging, is when we say nothing. God has called a pastor, God has called the pulpits of America to be aflamed with righteousness, to preach boldly, to love people. And I love what Richard Baxter said, an old Puritan, I preach as a dying man to dying men. And if we could get more pastors to do that, if we could get more liberal pastors to repent of their compromise, to repent of their apostasy, and to come back to God, we would see, uh, it would be amazing. And if we could get more conservative bull pastors, 
spending time praying and worshiping and humbling themselves and being very, very quick to listen and very, very slow to speak. I think we'd see a great movement in that area as well. So again, thank you for this episode of Pastors Unplugged, where we covered the topic about wokeness. The title was America Weak and Woke. We need more prophets, not puppets. And again, you can find that article at shaneidleman.com. additional support, you can visit my website, shaneidleman.com, where I will also write about many of the topics that we will be discussing. Sermons and free downloads of my books are also available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.